ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Welcome into the Tuesday, May 24th edition. The Drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Coming up today on the program, we're going to hear from Marshall University Athletic Director Christian Spears. He's coming in studio, so we're going to have him here in the next 15, 20 minutes. He's beginning his drive now as we speak, or at least uh, that's what I've been told. So he's being escorted over. I think it's like a presidential escort here. I don't know if uh, Marshall police with the motorcycle cops will usher him down the street to get over here. It would be a, I, I would flex that if I could. If I could get Marshall University police cars to just escort me from point A to point B, if I was, say, Brad Smith or I'm Christian Spears, I'm doing that. So if you see some Marshall police screaming down the road here in the next few minutes and you're out and about, that's me. That's because of me. So he's coming in the program here in the next few minutes. I'm looking forward to talking to him. We've got some, a lot of things to catch up with. I've got some interesting questions from you, and I want to thank you all. You were on Twitter yesterday giving me some good stuff, and you can still jump in. If I can't get to it, I will save it. But we had some really good stuff come on Twitter today, and we talked about a little bit of yesterday. I thought, one, the funny stuff was funny. And I don't know if this is even funny. This is probably serious, but it was kind of funny. You know, when are we going to retire Steve Cotton and Keith Morehouse's jerseys? And, of course, yeah, they're they're excellent broadcasters. They have a strong connection to Marshall University. So, yeah, something in the future to honor them always would be appreciated. And, you know, that was fun. I, I, I appreciate that. What's the favorite restaurant of Christian Spears? Where does he like to eat? Is it Tudor's? You know, does he like Oscars? You know, is there someplace else he's he's liking? You know, those are some of the hard hitting questions you asked me on Twitter. And then we have some really good stuff here. As far as you want to know about the baseball park, you want to know about scheduling, maybe moving. This was interesting. Moving the basketball student section to one of the sidelines, like he did at Pitt. So we're going to try to get through all of this stuff. And we'll get more of your questions, and you can find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan, to just add to the thread. And I will try to get all of it in. And, of course, uh, I've got some things I want to talk to him as well about. Sunbelt meetings. I want to get his thoughts on what happened, how the herd represent, you know, what were some of the ideas that came out that maybe Marshall can Im- implement, what are some of the things maybe Marshall brought to the table, you know, what are some of the things that you know Marshall's looking to do as far as adding to this league and this conference. Of course, you know, we'll talk about the elimination of divisions. Those are things that are happening across the college landscape, but not in the Sun Belt because the divisions are what make the Sun Belt, I think, very attractive. Not that you couldn't have a conference in football without divisions and still not be something that's exciting. At the same time, though, I like the division. So we're going to talk about all of that. Get your phone calls later on in the program as well. we got a lot to get over. Uh, I'll tell you this. Uh, football is getting a lot interesting. I saw this. This was, uh, this was interesting yesterday. This was on, on Twitter. Noel Devine, former West Virginia University standout, tweeted, Let's Go Herd. And you're like, what's going on? Why is Noel Devine tweeting, Let's Go Herd? Well, Andre Costa, he is a defensive back, wide receiver, running back, you know, little combo of everything, tweeted, blessed to receive my third offer from Marshall University. So 
Noel quoted the tweet and said, It's amazing. My boy got an offer for Marshall, a school in West Virginia, one of our rivals, but not WVU football. And that was at WVU football. Let's go herd. Blessings, my boy. So that was fun. It was interesting. But you're going to see Marshall offer kids, and then you're going to see responses like that. That's just going to make it a little bit more fun. Again, not everybody can go to Marshall University. Not everyone is high enough caliber of a player to play for a Marshall or a West Virginia. You know, you can't maybe compete in the Big 12 or you're not a player that can elevate Marshall, help Marshall win the Sun Belt and, and try to you know, shoot beyond the Sun Belt. Sun Belt's a really good league. So not every player in the state of West Virginia is going to get an offer from West Virginia or Marshall, but that's funny. Noel Devine tweeting out, let's go herd. So I hope someone screenshotted that. You frame that a little bit. Just keep that in line. You see, it can be fun sometimes. It can be fun. You can be friendly. It can be fun as far as rivalries are concerned. You know, that was that was interesting. I bet he gets an offer now. Like, hey, blessed to receive my fourth offer from West Virginia. They got a number of them too. Like, this is my first offer. This is my second. Blessed to receive my fifth. It always got to be blessed. The emoji. Gotta have the emoji always blessed. I mean, if you don't put blessed in it, you're not doing it right. And if blessed isn't in it, then it didn't go through the proper vetting. It didn't get screened. Blessed has always got to be in the tweet. Always blessed. And it's it's a great it's de- it's a good deal. I mean, it's a good deal for these kids to be able to put that stuff out there. I mean, they they probably do feel blessed, but that's just so. We've seen it now. It's overplayed. I don't know what more I can say. Blessed. I, I'm blessed to be doing this show today. I'm going to put the, put the emoji out there. Hashtag blessed. So, Marshall Baseball, some good news there. Marshall Jr., Luke Edwards, named to the All-Conference USA first team. Started in all 55 games for the Herd. Led the conference with 84 hits. That is second most all-time in a season for Marshall. I mean, Marshall... Did not finish well in the conference, but yet Edwards led the conference with 84 hits. If only there could have been a little bit more offense surrounding him. Imagine what Marshall could have been able to do. He had an on-base streak of 61 games. That started near the end of last season. Lasted all the way up to the final series of the season against FAU. So his average was 364. That is third in the conference. And he led Marshall in RBIs with 53, tied for first in homers with 13. So outstanding performance by Luke Edwards. I'm not putting this out there because I know anything. I'm not saying this because I have some inside info, but I hope he stays. I don't want to see his name in the transfer portal. I don't want to see his name in the transfer portal. I'd, I'd hate to see that happen. I don't want to see... Again, the transfer portal giveth and the transfer portal taketh away. So I'm not I'm not putting that out there only because I have some info here and I'm priming the pump here. No, I just I don't want him to go. I like to think that maybe Marshall can get this thing turned around. We're gonna ask about the baseball park. Yeah. It's not Rome wasn't built in a day, as cliche as that may sound, and neither will the baseball park. But if you're gonna do it, do it right. That's the only thing I ask. If you're going to do it, just do it right. Build it right. 
have it in the right place, have it built to the, the right specifications, have it be a, a top-notch facility. I mean, I don't don't go out on a limb and say oh, this is going to be one of the top 20 stadiums in the country. It's going to be the best stadium in the state. It's going to be one of the best in college athletics. Don't go out. No, it's let's have a really nice ballpark and leave those conversations to other people, but let's have a, a really nice ballpark. That's what I'm looking for, something that's uh, outstanding and something that gives these young men opportunity to go out and play some baseball and give us an opportunity as fans to go out and enjoy some baseball. All right, we're going to take a break, come back. We're going to have on the program one Mr. Christian Spears, athletic director of Marshall University. He is uh, on his way to the studio as we speak, so we'll talk to him next. Get your text in as well. You can text the program 304. Ready for this? 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. More coming up with this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Tuesday, May 24th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We have got a full house here, and uh, he got a presidential escort like I talked about earlier. Marshall University Athletic Director Christian Spears is here. Did you have the Marshall Police uh, escort you in? Motorcade, maybe? I was I was hoping that that was the case. Yeah, no, I had an option of going in Jason's Ford, what, Fiesta? What is that thing? That's Ford like Fiesta? A, is it a Ford Eco Fiesta? Boost. It's an EcoBoost. EcoBoost? Right, and instead we did, jumped in my car, and, and I drove him here. But, you know, we, we do need to say a fond farewell to our friend Jason, right? I think you know he accepted yes. a role at Tulane. Um, a lot of leadership here over, is it 12 years? I think it's 11. 11. Yeah. Uh, and going to take those uh, talents to Tulane, and, and we're going to have a tough time replacing him. My question is, is he secretly infiltrating the Sun Belt from his uh, secret base at Tulane University? You know, they are in New Orleans, right? Yes. And they're headquartered there. Right. Right. So I do expect to get firsthand information before everyone else in the league does. Uh, but I, it was supposed to be a secret, but thanks for letting it out of the bag. Yeah. I mean, it was just obvious. It's you, really the worst kept secret going. Yeah, you kind of saw it coming, didn't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, let's see, he's going to be in New Orleans. The Sun Belt Conference is in New Orleans. Right. He's a loyal member of the Hurd family. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no correlation there whatsoever. And, okay, I'll save the material yeah. for tomorrow. By the way, he's coming on the show tomorrow. So yeah. he's doing it. He told me. He told me. Yeah. Right. Well, I know I'm still in a little bit of a thunder, but yeah. Nice fare- farewell for him. Right. Thanks for doing that. Hey, I, I, all I know is that Bill Cornwell, this is for Jason's benefit, Bill Cornwell will probably be here tomorrow for Jason. So yeah, um, Bill was our guest at the gala this yeah. past weekend at the president's table at Marshall, and he entertained our athletic staff quite nicely. So uh, yeah, did he dance? I, yeah, no, I think it was more the joke telling, but I think there might have been some fun at his okay. expense. But there's always fun at the expense. <laughs> yeah, but right. he's a good sport about it. Yes. All I knew is he was uh, telling me about the gala, and he was yeah. telling me that he, he, yeah, apparently you two are text buddies now. 
We do, we do text a little bit. Uh, you know, he's he's not afraid to ask questions, right? Right. So I hope he doesn't give my cell phone number to everyone. But, uh, <laughs> I didn't even give a cell phone number to him. I mean, I, you know, I gave you my cell phone you number. Gave, yeah, yeah, I got your cell yeah, number. Yeah. But, but he, he, he yeah. wanted it for me. I'm like, no, I can't do that. Yeah, right, right. I can't Because yeah. I haven't even fired a text off to you yet. I'm going to do that now. Yeah, no, please, please. Anytime. So you've been busy these last few weeks. You, this athletic director job, it's a, it's a new thing you've taken at Marshall University, and you've probably now had a few weeks to kind of get a feel for everything. So right. where are you at now as far as taking a good look at where you're at, where you work, what you have to work with, and what you want to do? Yeah, you know, I just got back from Sunbelt meetings down in Florida, right? And I got a chance to size up the competition, right? I got to meet all of the football coaches, basketball coaches, athletic directors, senior women's administrators, the league office. I got to see what Marshall is going to compete against and meet the people who lead those programs. Uh, I can tell you firsthand, we can win this league. We could be so good in this league. Uh, We've got work to do. There's no question. Uh, But we have arguably the best leader you can possibly hope for in Brad Smith. Our president is so extraordinary. And when, when I compare and contrast, right? It's it's no different than, you know, what's your offense? What's your defense? You know, how how's good as your head coach? We have an exceptional leader at Marshall. So we have a chance to be really good in this league. And I left super confident in our ability to compete at a high level. I don't think Coach Huff loves that we got preseason pick number one in the league. I don't, I don't think he loves that, but I do. <laughs> and, and I do think uh, we can do that. You could put that out there on some billboards just to really emphasize the point for him. Right, right. Just put the pressure on him. I'm yeah. sure he's gonna, you know, really going to love this conversation yeah. once it gets back to him. So we had Oh, to... we talked about it. Okay. Believe me, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, we talked about it. He's, yeah. he's well aware. Oh, yeah. He's trying to set the bar a little lower. I'm, I'm not letting him. Right. We're going to have some fun with that banter. So is there a point where you look at him and say, look, coach, we've closed the gap? Do you have that conversation? <laughs> we've closed yeah. the gap. Yeah, right, yeah. No, you know what? Uh, honestly, the gap needs to be our focus, right? There is a gap, and we do need the good people of Huntington to step up, the people who care about Marshall to help us. There are things that we need if we're going to want to compete consistently at the highest level. Uh, I'm super confident in our leadership, our coaching staff, uh, but there are some things that we don't have that we need to go get, and half of that is show up at the game. Be physically present in our stadium and cheer like you care about Marshall. And if you do that, a lot of good things are going to come from it. So help us out with your attendance. What are some of the other things that came out during those meetings as you were sizing up the competition? Were there things that you brought back that, okay, th- I can do this here at Marshall? Or were there mm-hmm. things that maybe some of your uh, your new um, you know colleagues can take away from Marshall that they can bring back to help make this conference better? Yeah, there's uh, some unique dynamics with the 14-team league, right? How do you schedule? It, it's not as easy as you think, especially when you plug it into all the different models, a volleyball scheduling model, a basketball scheduling model, a football scheduling model, crossover opponents, uh, how many times you're on the road, how many times in a row are you at home? There's, there's some unique um, dynamics involved in a scheduling model. And everyone has a different opinion, right? Do you split up weekends, right? Where, you know, on Friday night you're at home and on Sunday you're away. And and often the team that you're playing when you come back home is waiting for you. So how much of a home venue is it when the team that you're going to compete against at your place beats you to the facility? Uh, so we've got some work to do in figuring out how to make that happen. 
So the first year is going to be a bit, of, a bit of a learning curve. They've already established their scheduling model without the input of all of the athletic directors. And now we get to shape it, right? So we'll live and learn for a year, and I think we're going to be better for it. Some of the other things that uh, have come up in college athletics, I'm sure were addressed at these meetings, were the elimination divisions. Yeah, That's something that if the conference wanted to go that route, it can now and set its own dynamic for how to run its championship yeah. game. Conferences are saying, yeah, we want to get rid of divisions. We like this. The Sun Belt, however, yes, I did. feel yeah. is – a division league it's stronger with its divisions you know what were the conversations like there yeah keith came out pretty strong keith gill the commissioner of the sunbelt and i want to see how our east west model looks i want to have a championship experience with uh, the best team from the east playing the best team from the west uh, and if you look at our league our side of the league it's loaded it is loaded I'll, I'll say it out loud the east is better than the west right in terms of the configuration so if we win our side, <laughs> we're in pretty gosh darn good shape. If we fall short of that someday, but we're the second best team in the league and not playing in the championship game, gosh, I'm going to switch sides pretty quick on this deal, right? So I think he was supportive of a look-in uh, opportunity for us. Let's have our championship game experience this year, and let's determine whether or not it's withholding us from greater opportunities. Imagine a scenario where we have two teams that are undefeated on our side we play each other at the end of the season. Both teams are vying for a special spot, a college football playoff spot. One of those teams um, goes to a championship game. You know, you would want both teams to still be in the running. And in order to do that, we might have to play each other again, right? The Pac-12 made the decision to go best percentage, right? And that's, that's not a well-organized league often, right? So let's take a look at our league and, and do what's best for it. Uh, and this year will be a chance for us to do that. Joining us on the program, Marshall University Athletic Director, Christian Spears. And uh, we are going to take some of your questions. I've got a list of questions, and you probably saw some of them on Twitter yesterday. It's I a did. popular thing we do. Uh, we've got some fun questions. We've got some I don't know if they're fun, but we've got some interesting questions, to say the least. So we'll go over what we can and ask you some of these. I mean, some of them are easy. Like they're softballs. I'll throw this one at you right now. What's your favorite restaurant in Huntington so far? That's an easy softball question. Oh, gosh. Or is uh, it? You know, I spent a lot of time at Backyard because I lived in the hotel right? for a little bit across the street at the Delta, our, our official team hotel. So I must have gone there six out of the ten nights, right? So that became my early favorite. And the bartender there became a friend. And, you know, they already knew what I wanted when I showed up. Um, Did you make them a season ticket holder? You know, I made a couple of the people that I sat with season ticket holders. Okay. But I didn't make him a season ticket holder, so I got some work to do there. Uh, gosh, that's a really good question. I don't know if I've decided yet. I I have Christopher's. I had a great meal there. 21. Right. I had an unbelievable meal when we were recruiting someone for a position. It's I haven't decided yet. Can I? Can you can I, get back to me. Yes, you yeah. can get your current sports information director yeah. or your future sports information director right. to, to maybe outline some of the, the restaurants that are also sponsors of the Thundering Herd. Right. So, you know, because you want to play favorites. You do. You right. Do. Yeah. So, yeah. if you're not a sponsor of the Thundering Herd and you want Christopher to, uh, I mean, say, you know, you want Christian to come eat at your establishment. Here you go. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. I, I am still by myself. My family is still in Pittsburgh. This is day 73. I've eaten out quite a bit. Quite a bit. 
right? So I get it. I get it. Yeah. So I have yet to pick a favorite. He's working on that. All right. We've got more questions. We've got some serious and we've got some not so serious. We'll ask all those when we continue and we'll get your text in as well. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More coming up on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Tuesday, May 24th edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our producer this afternoon, Christian Palmer, he's got his Pittsburgh hat on today, his Pirates hat. The Pirates won yesterday, so he's excited. He's got his Pitt Panthers hoodie on today. He's not allowed to wear Pittsburgh Penguins gear. That is forbidden. Until you beat my Rangers in a playoff series, once again, you cannot wear that kind of gear. Christian Spears joins us. His family's in Pittsburgh. You're not Penguins fans, are you? No. Okay, good. That that organization is tremendously well run, uh, but I was never a Penguins fan. Good. Good. I I like you much better already. Uh, Tomorrow i got to deal with Jason. He's a Carolina Hurricanes fan. And. We're going to find out what happens tonight when the Rangers take on the Hurricanes. And then Jason will be gloating tomorrow if they win. But uh, yeah. that's tomorrow. Today, we've got Christian Spears in studio, Marshall's athletic director. We're answering some of your questions and just talking about what has been happening since he was with us last. And, you know, we talked about the things that come up at the meetings and, you know, some of the new ideas that are possibly out there, scheduling. Mm-hmm. So I know you've got your, your hands full. And you alluded to earlier feeling that – Marshall can really compete in this league. But one of the questions I got from Twitter talked about it being a transformational year at Marshall. But, unfortunately, they're counting championships right. as the, the the what success looks like. No championships for the Thundering Herd. So the question kind of implies that, you know, what can you do to right the ship for year one of the Sun Belt? Because you would like to win every single championship in the Sun Belt, but... That's going to be a tough task. You just can't snap your finger, and here it is. We're, we're all champions. Yeah, you know, besides the fact that football got picked the second we walked into the door as the preseason favorite, I, I look at the basketball program, both men's and women's, and I think we can compete in that league pretty quickly given the history of who's been the representative in the NCAA tournament. That's fluctuated a little bit. There isn't this program that you're just, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do when we get there? We can't compete with them. We can compete with every school in that league in every sport, in my opinion. It's tough to win a league on the way out of the league, right? There's some calls that you see. I don't think the Conference USA wanted Marshall to be their representative once that announcement was made that we were going to make the break. I don't think they wanted any of those schools <laughs> to be their conference champion once their announcements were made. It's tough to win a league on the way out. Uh, it doesn't change the fact that we got work to do, right? It, clearly, we all define success by winning, right? And we will too um, under uh, when we're all now working together. So it, it's, it is a disappointment, uh, but uh, I know our coaches and student-athletes gave a lot this year um, in a very difficult transition, still coming out of COVID with new leadership, and we're going to be better for it in the Sun Belt, learning these lessons um, that are important on how uh, to avoid having a lack of success. And and I'm confident you'll see uh, a rise in our programs in the Sun Belt. I think the only other major question I want to make sure we get to from Twitter before we get to some of these other ones, uh, this is the big one. 
and a lot of people are interested, still want to know, and you get it, I'm sure, every day, what's the update on the and the baseball stadium? What's the deal? What property is going to be chosen? What's it going to look like? When's it going to be built? All of this. And I don't know if you have a, uh, a ready-made answer for yeah. when it's all going to come to fruition. I, st- I still don't. Uh, our next board meeting is June 16th. I know our board of governors has to bless whatever we do. Uh, you know, when I took this position, I gave myself an artificial deadline of 50 days, right? I want to have a solution, a resolution, an idea, a location, a timeline, and I don't, right? So I'm, I'm 23 days delinquent on my own goal. And suddenly I'm wearing this, right? This decision that's been lingering in this community, some say decades, you know, definitely over the last three years where it's been really picking up steam, where we've actually had two groundbreakings. Uh, And so how do I overcome this history and now make this Brad, myself, our team, this board, our charge, right? And a lot of that alignment has happened. Every single person, at the university is dedicated to making this baseball stadium happen. Every person in the city that I've been connected with uh, from the mayor's office on down is dedicated to making the stadium happen. It's just difficult to get everyone aligned on purchasings of properties and board approvals and uh, alignments of construction and cost differentials. And we are working through all of it. it is going to take longer than I anticipated. And I think maybe even that Brad anticipated, but both of us are the kind of people that will not stop until we have the resolution. And I feel like we're closer than we were 73 days ago. And I've learned a lot about why it wasn't successful the first two times. Uh, And so I'm really confident that we're not going to screw it up the third time. Yeah. And I know city council recently uh, authorized 8 million how helpful is that into making this a reality? Because you've got to have money to build this, obviously. Yeah. And you know, you, whatever property it's going to be on, you've got to prepare and you've got to clear the way for this facility. $8 million, I'm sure, goes a long way to making this actually a nice, state-of-the-art, top-notch facility, which I'm sure we all want. Yeah, it, it's an extraordinary show of confidence, right? Uh, we're a third way there. That's what I like to, you know, if we build a $24, $25 million stadium, we're a third. We've got a third. It's in our bank. They've already provided it. We're already ready to go. Um, so that isn't the objection, right? Hey, you don't have the financials to be able to do what you want. We do, right? The objection is how do you get access to all the properties and how do you get board approval? And and that's what we've got to focus on. And, and I'm, we're so close. We're so close. I can't wait to announce it to this community. How far are you along as far as what the what the baseball park's going to look like? I know that's going to be a question that comes up. You can't reveal that, obviously, today. But you got a pretty good idea if, if everything comes to way you want it to be once you have the meeting, the okay, yeah. you know, you have a pretty good idea what this is going to look like, how it's going to lay out. We're going to have so much opportunity on the design side. That's It's pretty exciting when you think about it. We are going to compete in one of the best baseball leagues in the country. The Sun Belt is extraordinarily good in, on the baseball side. And the facilities that the, our league schools play in are extraordinarily competent facilities. So we have this responsibility to make sure that we measure up, right? So we're going to do that. 
because uh, I want to win this league, <laughs> right? So we've got to compete and recruit these kids. Things are happening in the baseball legislation world that could totally change the game. There's NCA concepts being talked about where every single baseball student athlete is on a full scholarship. Imagine if we had 30 kids on full scholarships, right? We, we better be ready to compete, and our facility better be pretty gosh darn good uh, if we want to win uh, because everyone else is going to be doing that. Uh, so we're going to take our cues from – I've decided that I'm going to call the Sun Belt SEC Zero Sugar uh, because there is a lot of folks trying to win at the highest level in the Sun Belt, and they're affiliated in these regions that are associated with the SEC. Um, and, you know, I just kind of like the idea of zero sugar, right? We definitely don't have any of the sugar. And the SEC is probably pure cane sugar, right? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? most definitely. <laughs> yeah. Most it's, definitely. It's not the fake one, right? So – Christian Spears joins us. Uh, that is a great place to take a break. We'll come back. Uh, we've got several more questions uh, lined up. We'll ask them. If you've got any input on this, you can find me on Twitter at Paul Swan. The text line is open as well, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More coming up on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's our final segment of today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Paul Swan, your host. I've got Christian Spears, Athletic Director of Marshall University, with us in studio. He has been asked to answer a lot of questions, and he has done so like a champ. And um, I don't know if this is going to be the lightning round, but we've got a lot of different questions. So I'm very pleased with what we got so far. Um, basketball has come up a lot, and scheduling that's always a concern. People want to know what you're doing. So I think we touched on this before. You really don't have an opportunity in football, at least, to start looking at out-of-conference opponents until a few years down the line. You know, how are you approaching that? Because you've got to schedule early, obviously. So you know, what's that looking like so far since we last spoke? Yeah, on the basketball side, it's a little bit different, right? You're, you're scheduling for a new league, right, the Sun Belt, mm-hmm. and we know who our conference opponents are. You know, in the non-conferences, where we get to have some fun, right? So how do we help the Sun Belt become a two-bid league? And some of that has to be on how you schedule in the non-conference. So the way they do it when you get into the room in the men's basketball selection committee, they call it the nitty-gritty. And quad four, quad three, quad two, quad one. How many wins do you have in each of those quads? Quad four wins don't count, right? They, If you lose a game there, you almost get eliminated from NCAA consideration quad three you want to have obviously a winning record quad two you absolutely want to have uh, a 500 or better and quad one can look really favorably upon you if you can get a win if you can sneak a win so we are littered with twos and threes and a handful of fours uh, because we want to get some momentum with the guys and and start feeling what it's like to be successful Uh, I, i really like our schedule and there is going to be some teams in the non-conference that will win their leagues, which is always a benefit come tournament time. Because when we beat them, we'll have a tournament win on the resume when they go into those rooms. Uh, and that'll, that'll be a nice uh, opportunity for us. Uh, I like where we're going with our schedule. Are you looking at, and this was a question, maybe since it's hard to attract bigger power five type programs into the Henderson Center, 
you know, would you consider putting the herd on the road, neutral site tournaments, neutral site games to, to maybe help bolster that schedule? Is that a little too soon right now in the process? Yeah, you'll you'll see us do that in the future. We'll we'll either do some MTEs where we get to play a high profile opponent on a neutral court and, and get a couple of early games under our belt at our place, uh, counting under that MTB and MTE umbrella, a multi team event. And we'll likely try to get some of those bigger schools to at least consider playing us neutral site, right? Or schedule some home and homes, right? Give us a shot. Like, we'll come to your place first and then return the game to ours and, and try to get a power five. It's hard to do. They don't want to play us. And we're probably quad three. So it is a definite disadvantage for a power five team to play us because we might beat them, right? And then that could prevent them from making an NCAA tournament. So it's going to get harder and harder to do, but we're going to try. And on the same lines as far as basketball, trying to create some atmosphere at the Henderson Center, you've done that. You have created atmosphere. You have uh, made venues exciting. You, you have experience with this. Uh, and one question, and maybe you can expand on this a little bit, things like moving the student section, moving them to the sidelines, uh, trying to reconfigure how things go in the Henderson Center. Yeah, I know it's still early in the process, but you know, are you anywhere close to that or making different decisions to how basketball has run in the past to maybe create some excitement, make the Henderson Center a really, yeah, I got to be at the Henderson Center. It's such a great time when right. I go. You know, our entire team is going to visit the Henderson Center. We're going to mock it up as if it was a real game, set everything up, right? Obviously, we're just doing it for a visual. And where would where should the best place be for the students? Where should we actually do that? Where is the best place for the band? Can we expand courtside? What can we do in terms of serving um, at our venue? Can I add brand new courtside baseline tables? Do we still have enough room for the dance team and the cheerleaders, right? You know, these things are all gonna happen in the next couple of weeks with our entire team and we're gonna make decisions on how we want that configuration to happen. And then we're gonna share that uh, with people because it will disrupt season ticket holders, right? What if we decided to move the band to a different baseline, but there's 50 sold seats there? You know, I've got to have people who like understand why we want to move the band and convince them that this was a good decision for Marshall basketball. I'm hoping they, they agree. <laughs> right. Uh, and we'll find them a better seat, right? So we'll do that as a team here in the next couple of weeks and then share that with our community. Christian Spears with me, Marshall University Athletic Director. Basketball is obviously... Something that a lot of Hurt fans are passionate about, but some of the other things that Hurt fans are passionate about are creature comforts. So football season is going to roll around quicker than we, right. we realize. And I know it's a long-term vision. You have ideas we've talked about as far as creating a, a better experience at the Joan. I always get this question, hey, you know, what kind of food vendors are we going to get at the Joan? And you haven't even committed yet to a favorite restaurant, let alone right. favorite food vendor here. So that's, I'm sure, just something little in the grand scheme of things as far as trying to figure out what the best experience is going to be for football, right. like you talked about for basketball. You know, we have a, a campus partner, Sodexo, and we took the time to meet with them and their general manager on campus and asked him specifically, you know, what are the vendors that are coming into the space, right? They get to contract some of that on behalf of the university as their role as the concessionaire. They get to decide what beer we serve, for gosh sakes, right? And where it's served and which locations and and how many taps and, and opportunities that are there. So 
I'm obviously looking to expand that and work with them holistically to figure out um, what are the differentials that we can bring to our experience, right? What are some local vendors that we can bring in? What are some new food items that we can utilize? They're, they're motivated to, to look at it and think differently. And so that's super encouraging. Uh, so more to come on which ones get selected. And, and I'm confident Sodexo is going to be a great partner for us. I am. And some of the other things we've talked about, and a couple of people will ask for just an update on how you're going to be handling, for example, third-party ticket resale. Yeah. You know, I know you mentioned that last time we spoke. I don't know if you've got that just ready to go right now, but... Yeah, no, we, we do. It's in our, our fund purchasing and procurement process. Even though someone's paying us, it's still a purchasing and procurement process. I've yet to get a fully good explanation on that. But I'm going to go ahead and believe that that's our process. Uh, so we will get that contracted and done appropriately. But essentially, uh, a company is going to be buying a, a significant amount of our season tickets and then reselling those tickets on the secondary market. And what's great about the secondary market, when the Appy State fans and the Coastal Carolina fans and the Louisiana fans show up for our game, they're going to buy it from the secondary market because they're going to want to have their ticket on their mobile device and they're going to want to make it as easy as possible. So guess what? They're going to pay more for the ticket and it's a win for everyone, right? And not only do we sell the season ticket ahead of time, but we also get a percentage of the incremental on the secondary market sale, which is just extraordinary. So it, it is a 10-year agreement that we're looking to establish and it will generate a million dollars for Marshall over that 10 years. So I'm super excited about announcing that one when we get that completed. Marshall University Athletic Director Christian Spears is with me. Okay, uh, this is one that I wasn't sure how I wanted to go about this, but I'll go ahead and ask it. I got the LinkedIn uh, email today letting me know that uh, there was a position open. General Manager, Thundering Herd Sport Properties is open, so LinkedIn thinks that I should apply. Um, that's a tough job. I don't know if I can apply yeah. for that there. You, you I mean, I'm sure the, the pay grade would be an increase for radio, yeah. but still, yeah. that's a tough job. Uh, and you have negotiated these contracts in the past with, with sports properties. And I don't know if the, the person that asked this question understood exactly what Learfield does. But right. yeah, the question was, you've signed with JMI Sports in the past to help with corporate sponsorship, multimedia rights. And uh, would you try to do the same for Marshall? And at the same time, you have an opening here with Learfield. I thought this might be a great way to maybe put the two together. Let's talk about what Learfield actually does, what you would do in that situation. Because the contract's uh, still going on right now. You know, you just can't snap your fingers and go, okay, we're done. I'm, I'm going to switch yeah. partners. If you would even want to. Because, you know, when the contract's up, everybody's got to rebid. Yeah, exactly right. One of the most important revenue streams for any athletic department is your MMR deal, your multimedia rights deal. They essentially have access and ownership of our IP. All of our trademarks and logos are theirs. And they go to market on our behalf and try to convince people to partner with Marshall and commingle our brands. I absolutely love the MMR space. There is such great opportunity to connect with our community. And there are a lot of people in this community who have made a sincere commitment to Learfield, to be the official for Marshall, to have a designation, to use our IP. And that group is super important to me personally, to our department holistically. And then there is a guaranteed revenue stream that Learfield provides us. So the GM has to be a rock star, right? We've had... Um, 
George Smalley uh, for a number of years. He's got an opportunity at, at another uh, organization to lead it, and you know we're going to miss him immensely. He's been a special steward to to the Learfield, to Marshall. He's been here twice, left, went to Ohio State, come back. Um, so his opportunity to progress uh, professionally is is great for him, and I'm excited. But I'm also excited for us to hire a new GM and get some new energy, some new ideas, some new initiatives, and continue our partnership with Learfield. We got three years left on that contract that was signed prior to my arrival. Uh, you know what? I did a $106 million deal at Pitt in our MMR space. So I absolutely love that space, and I think we can generate more revenue. I really do, more guaranteed revenue. Uh, but we're in a three-year contract with Learfield. We're going to honor it and and see what happens and how well it develops. And we have a guaranteed revenue stream. That is quite good and quite competitive within the Sun Belt. Christian Spears is with me, Marshall University Athletic Director. Uh, we're going to get you back in here real soon, hopefully. Uh, is there anything maybe uh, – I'll leave the floor open to you. Anything maybe that you want to talk about, maybe tell us about – when the new turf is going to be at the football stadium and why it's the end zone going to be black. I'm trying to, trying to get that. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to get that You out. see how that is? You see, he had the controversial you. one right out of the gate. Right, right. Hey, so somebody on our team that's leaving us and, and somebody else on our team, Chuck, had this great idea to go out to the fans and ask them their opinions. Right, right. right. And guess what happened, Paul? They controversy. Gave us, they, no, they gave us their opinion. And it's all over the place, right? Um, so some people think... The, the end zone should be white. <laughs> like, forget about green, right? Right, forget that yeah. school color, green, yeah, who yeah. cares? So, you know, we listened to all the fan vote. We listened to all the feedback. And we made changes based on the fans' feedback. Uh, so you're going to see black end zone, you know, uh, at at the Joan. And gosh, the green and white looks great inside of it. It does. It just pops. There are people who wanted us to put, you know, a tribute to the 75 on the field. We put it off the field you know there's there's NSA rules regarding other numbers on the field other than the hash marks so we couldn't do that but people were adamant that that should be in the center of the field mm-hmm. right so you it's hard to respond to everyone and tell them hey I, I don't disagree that that would be a special honor but we can't do that right so how do you take all their feedback, make the wisest decision, do what's best, get the guys motivated, look good on TV? It's all of – and then the most important decision was making sure the Sunbelt logo was on the field and not the Conference USA logo that people just tended to forget, right? Um, so that is going to happen. Okay. Two-tone on the uh, on, on the yards. You know, we're going to have different shades of green inside. You know, come on. We're, I need something here. There, they'll – let's – Let's wait for the final product. Sure. Let's show. Let's give people a reason to show up at the field. Okay. Right? And see it live right. in person. Okay. Yeah. I, I see the marketing event teasing the product. Yeah. Uh, Sun Belt logo color. You know, are we going with the. You know, what are we doing green? No, and white? I absolutely took the feedback there. Okay. I, everyone wanted the the multicolor one. It it was almost ninety ten if I remember right. It, it just under ninety, right? So. It will not be white. It will be multicolored, green and black. Okay. Yeah. Those are the important questions that right. we asked. No, it is, it is important. Heard fans uh, appreciate this. We'll do this again real soon. Uh, I think we uh, get great feedback every time when uh, you're yeah. on. Uh, I appreciate the pop that I get. Sort of like a bump here. Yeah. No, a little bit of – you do such a great job, man. I thank you so much for having us on and, and keep being a great steward to Marshall Athletics.
Tomorrow on the program, we have Jason Courier in his final act as Sports Information Director at Marshall University. Uh, hopefully, he'll bring his uh, his family here, too. Is the family coming, maybe? Uh, we'll, 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 they'll be here in spirit. Okay. I mean, it's Team Courier, after all. Uh, for our producer this afternoon, Christian Palmer, wearing his pit gear today to make the athletic director happy. I mean, you could have wore Marshall gear. He is the Marshall athletic director now. I get it. I understand. Got to work on his wardrobe. Christian, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you, Paul. Peace and goodwill. We will be back tomorrow with Jason Courier, Marshall's Sports Information Director, for one more day here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 at AM 930.